0: His first run, and a good one. Williams outside, 15, keeps his feet, and Williams finds the end zone, and he is in for a touchdown. On second down, here's the toss. Here is Lucas. Jalen
1: Lucas, that great speed, keeps his feet inside the 30. Lucas, 10, 5, touchdown, Indiana. It's Henderson cutting back and of the end zone. Touchdown, Welcome to the LEO podcast presented by Big Banter. I'm your host and new intro mixing machine, Michael Bragg. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Braggly, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. No Brandon today, which means it's just me and the producer, Seth. If you haven't blocked him on Twitter, do it now. It's at SETA5, S-E-T-A-H-5. Seth, what's up? Smell that? It's football season. I do. It is football season, baby. It's finally here. Week zero did not count in my books. Um, I really didn't. I just watched the team from up north play against Navy. I had money on Navy. That's the only reason I watched it. Um, Didn't enjoy it. thought it was a really bad game of football. Um, Just basically on Navy's part. And then um, I didn't watch anything else. No, you know what? I did. I lie. I watched a lot of CBS Sportsnet. Or what's it called now? Not CBS. Is that what it's called? CBS Sports Network? I watched a lot of like, I watched some FIU I think they played week one, week zero. Yeah, I'm just ready for the real stuff to start, and it's two days away. Actually, there's a game um, the day that we're going to release this pod, which is Thursday. That's uh, Big Ten, right? Nebraska, Minnesota? I think so, yeah. So yeah, there we go. Uh, guys, welcome to the uh, week one preview um, of yeah the week one game. So we'll get right to it here in just a minute, and I'll kind of go over what we have as kind of a newer format, more smooth, I think, kind of right to the point. We're not going to bore you with all the same stuff we've already talked about um, in our preview a few episodes ago. If I, if you guys want me to, I can get that for you. If not, just go back. Um and we can give you the episode or find the episode at some point. Let me just do that. I'm just going to do it now. If you guys want to go back and listen to more of an in depth thing on Ohio State, um, it is episode 141 we did back in June. So uh, it's they have all the same players. They have the they name their starting quarterback, which we'll talk about, which is the guy we already talked about. Yeah, what, they what do you named mean? Him, they, they named, they named him? him. It's like they named him. Right. If they're going to yeah. run two quarterbacks. It's we'll talk about it in a minute. just wait, wait for it. Before we do that, we'll get the housekeeping and the news and everything else out of the way. Uh, I did not listen to the radio show today, but I'm assuming week one, you're not going to get a whole lot of stuff out of, out of coach Allen. So, um, we'll save the radio clips and everything else like that for next week in the press conference stuff. But, uh, right for it again, websites up ready to go podcast Um, Website and store are live. We have the sale going on. Week one sale, 25% off all merch. Um, It's a good deal. So check it out. There's no promo code needed. It's all right there. Again, if you guys want to swing by the tailgate, pick up your merch, you can do that. If you just want to swing by the tailgate and say hi, you can. I'll be the only one out there this week. Um, But that doesn't mean that we won't have shots and beers and everything else to come out and see. So we'll go over that towards the end of the pod on where to find me and uh, how to find me. And, and if you forget it after this pod is released, we will also put it on Twitter for you guys too. So um, Instagram and threads are live. Make sure you follow us. I think we're up to 60 something followers, which is roughly about a 10th of what we have on Insta- on uh, Twitter. So there's no reason why you guys can't follow us on Instagram. It's at podcast. Leo. 100th follower on Instagram wins a free t-shirt. We get nothing for this. Nothing. We just want to bring some eventually bring some live content some some clips from video and stuff like that so you can see our mugs on the Instagram too. Uh Patreon's still there as well, 20% discount on all merch, it's $5 a month for Patreon. You don't have to listen to what the uh MTC promo, you never have to listen to that again. Um you know, if you enjoy it, thanks, buy some of their stuff. But if you don't, you just pay $5 a month, you'll never have to listen to it again. You'll have exclusive player interviews. Um, And we'll do some other fun stuff during the season too. That'll just be on Patreon as well as 20% all year round discount on the merch. So check that out as well. Let's get right into it. Sethers game one week one, IU Ohio state, Ohio state coming to Memorial stadium on Saturday, ranked number three in the country. This one's going to be on CBS for the entire nation to watch at three 30, the opening line, not great. Um, I think this is kind of like a, oh, these two teams are playing. We know the this team has these players on it, and we don't know anything about the other team. They've lost twenty seven straight. Let's make Ohio State thirty point favorites. So that's where it's at right now. The line is minus thirty for Ohio State, over under sixty. So do the math. They're not expecting IU to um, score a whole lot of points. So. We'll see what happens. Again, I've said it all off-season long. Brandon said it on the Ohio State podcast that he was on the other day. Uh, we don't know anything. So, there you go. Um, let's do... Oh, Seth just threw something in the chat. I just saw it. Um, we are going to start putting our friends over at our daunted... Or, I'm sorry. What What is it? What is it? Often daunted. Sorry. Often daunted. Sorry. 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 Often daunted is... Uh, being super cool super awesome and is making these uh cool images that kind of preview each opponent throughout the season so i mean obviously listen to this podcast but if you want kind of an in-depth thing you can go back and reference just real quick as a as a picture we'll have it on instagram every week so we will put that out with this podcast tomorrow morning so you'll be able to see that so pretty cool and thank you so much for doing that so let's get right into ohio state seth and this is kind of the new format that we're going to do. We're not going to bore you with the same stuff we've already talked about, bore you with the same players we've already talked about. We're just going to break down the opponent. And in week one, it's going to be a little bit more general than what it will be as the season goes on. And we learn more about these teams, but you know, basically outside of a few returning major players, I mean, Marvin Harrison jr. You've got, uh, is it a Buka? What's his last name? Is that right? Eh, something like that. With the other wide receiver that's really good, um, Tommy Eichenberg, uh, TJ, last name. Molo. Um, you know, some good players. There you go. We'll talk about him in just a second. Some good players coming back. at Trayvon Henderson, is that right, too? Um, you know, outside of that though, they've got some new players in some extremely key positions. Um, two of which we should hopefully be able to expose and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in depth as we get through the pod. But the first one is Kyle McCord, which we already just talked about being named as a starting quarterback. What does that mean, Seth? What what does that mean to you, Kyle McCord,
0: starting quarterback? So they peppered him in over the last couple of seasons and they were trying to get him ready for this exact moment. I think they want Is it Devin Brown, number 33, to be kind of the heir and parent? He's a redshirt freshman. I think they see him as the future, but they like to have a seasoned guy taking those opening snaps and hope that he takes the reign and shows that veteran leadership because that's exactly what you need going on the road in the first game in a Big Ten game. The real thing you want is kind of a sturdy helm. Uh, you know a sturdy leader at the helm and so I really think that Kyle McCord is going to give that first opening s- couple drives to try to establish that and they'll try to sprinkle in the other guy here and there but I think it's his opportunity it's his job to lose um, but in a perfect world mm-hmm. um, they're kind of feathering in Devin Brown to the point where maybe he can take over as the season goes on but uh, you expect Kyle McCord to be leaned on heavily uh, as a veteran presence early in the season. Yeah.
1: And I did some research on Kyle McCourt, not very much. I don't know much about him. Does he run? Did, we right, he's seen a lot little of bit of an all around
0: guy. Um he brings a little bit to the you know, a little bit of everything to the table. So again, he has not had a ton of exposure. Not an overly, Uh and he's yeah. not gonna wow you with athleticism, but he does enough to and he's not gonna wow you with size either. He just you know, he's kinda just a, a grab bag, a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah. I think he's a redshirt junior. If I'm not mistaken, or, or I don't know what he's—he's he's been around for a little bit, um. So he's seen some good, some good quarterbacks, or a good quarterback come through, um. Actually, two. I mean, if he's been around for three years, I want to say he's seen Fields and Stroud. So, um, he's seen some good stuff. I think he committed a few years before he actually came to the school, like in his class. So, uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, other than that, I mean, nothing else is like crazy. Like this guy is an elite athlete or amazing arm or nothing jumps out like it does when you looked at like Justin Fields, who could kill you with his feet, kill you with his arm. CJ Stroud, who you never really expected to run much, which he didn't, but he was incredibly accurate and really good with the football. We don't know a whole lot about McCourt. And we'll find out. And just to tell you, he's not any higher rank than what Taven Jackson was out of high school. Again, doesn't mean a whole lot. Just to kind of give you kind of a backup to that, a four-star kid coming out of high school. I think he was a top 10 quarterback in the class. Kind of the same thing as Jackson. I think Jackson was 11th or something in his class. So um, that's the Kyle McCord stuff. The one thing that bothers me, and it's going to come back to bite me, Seth, I think, he doesn't wear the tight sleeves on the jersey, he's got kind of the Aaron. You know what I'm talking about? The Aaron Rodgers, like, real loose sleeve going on. It's a bad look. Ugh. Yeah, it is a bad look. But you know what? If you're good at football, I don't think it really matters. So, um, I think based off of what Brandon has told us, they're going to try to run the football and run the football a lot. Um, it's it's T- Trey, Tavon Tavon Henderson, is that oh. right? Okay, so Tavon he's very good. I don't mean to say that to to poo-poo on him or anything, but they've got kind of a dual threat back there too. Yeah, Mayan Williams is the other guy. Mayan Williams, that's right. So when Brandon was on the Ohio... Oh, I don't think they're called the Ohio podcast. The OHIO podcast, uh, part of the Big Banter family. Check it out if you want to. Brandon was there, um, and I think we we retweeted it. So check it out. If you want to listen to to Brandon on that podcast, they talked a lot about trying to force the run. Um, I can see where that would work, you know, especially with elite outside wide receivers. Um, but does this help if this is what they're going to do? But th- doesn't this
0: help? Yeah, rather? I mean, it definitely simplifies things between Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams. They have two guys who can carry the ball 40 times per game. That's definitely what they'll probably lean on to just take a little bit of variability out of the qu- quarterback's hands. Um, but also, when you look at their wide receiver room, they have four you know, top flight wide receivers. They have, uh, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. They have, uh, Mbukwa, they have, uh, Julian Fleming, and then they have a freshman who they're super excited about who I'm blanking on right now. It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, he's, he'll probably end up getting two touchdowns on three catches for 70 yards. Um, but you know, that's just kind of how they sprinkle in the guys. Um, so they have a plethora of options available at the wide receiver position. And even Cade Stover at tight end, they have playmakers. It's just a matter of do they have a quarterback they trust enough to get them the ball in space? And if they don't, they may as well lean on the run because, you know, if you average 320 pounds up front, uh, you have a lot of experience coming back and two running backs who are capable of putting up a thousand yards. um, You know, you can be successful in that way uh, and limit the exposure of a young quarterback. Let me explain why I asked, does it help IU's defense?
1: Now, granted, this could come back to backfire big time. I mean, they pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it play action touchdown. I mean, when, it, when you think of the weakness in the strength of this defense for IU, what we're what we are expecting, what we're hearing out of fall camp, what we've seen, the strength is in the depth, is in the defensive line. The weakness is in the secondary. And you've got elite, 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 elite day one wide receiver, maybe a day one on the other side. They,
0: they have two first round. They have two and first round run wide receivers.
1: Football. Yeah, and they want to run the football. I would take that equation all day. But you know, it, it's it's gamesmanship. It's coach coach talk. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, you know, we talked to Marvin Harrison. They could be in for a big day. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming we're not dumb enough to not game plan for these wide receivers, you know, to not try to double team. Probably not probably the best wide receiver in the country. I mean, it, it, we've, I, I don't want to say we've held him in check. We haven't let him go super nuts on us yet. Um, and hopefully we can keep him from doing that again on Saturday. Um, and then on their defense, everything kind of goes through the two guys. I talked about Tommy Eichenberg in the middle, uh, in the linebacker position, the leader on the defense. And then Seth's boy, JT last name off the edge. One of the best edge rushers in the country. Their secondary though. And we talked a little bit about, about it in the preview. Their secondary has got some, some major pieces that are missing and have moved on that we don't know about. And again, Go back and listen to that po- that uh, preview. I can't remember the episode name off the top of my head, but um, if you want to hear more in depth, but I think that's the area that you're going to have to expose, and it'll be interesting to see if we try to do that because I don't I don't see us throwing too much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is from a pedigree standpoint is they have the guys coming through the pipeline to fill those slots they have jordan hancock who's an elite cornerback they have lathan ransom who from a safety perspective is about athletic as athletic as it gets they have sunny styles who's a gigantic uh he's a 6'4 230 hybrid safety linebacker type guy um so they have studs it's just they don't have the seasoning they don't have the experience they don't have you know years and years of 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 the hype machine well they do have the hype machine i should say but of the kind of you know the pff reports and saying that they're studs and um so these guys are probably going to be day one day two draft picks eventually they just don't have the film yet um so you definitely want to take advantage of them the first game of the season where maybe they're you know a little bit raw still they haven't had the full coaching that they need to uh develop over the course of a season um so if you can take advantage of them game one is the game to do it so while again it's it's kind of counterintuitive where you would think early in the season you want to establish the running game um you know that's really a strength of the iu offense you would hope uh but really if you're going to play to the weaknesses of the other team maybe that means trying to throw the ball more get the ball outside um and hope to take advantage of some some inexperience.
1: Yeah, and we'll, we've got a, a big question section coming up. Thank you guys for reaching out on that and getting us some some more content at the end of the pod here. But And we'll talk about some different ways that I think both of us could see IU trying to, to use to try to expose our strengths on offense against maybe what you, some would consider a weakness on their defense. But uh, before we do that, Seth, let's get right into, unless you have anything else you want to add on Ohio State now that we haven't already talked about, Um, before we do that, let's talk IU players to watch. And we're going to simplify this. I think last year we made it way too complicated. We, we tried to throw in a special teams player. We tried to do, you know, it was always Chucky, 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 occasional James Evans game. And then we realized that we had an all American badass back there returning kicks and it was just nothing but James Lucas the entire time. So um, IU player to watch on offense. Seth, yeah, you go I feel first. like I'm the
0: one who is, tries to go with an obscure guy or, or tries to go with something like in the trenches. Um, but I'm going to be Mr. Obvious this time, and it's whoever plays quarterback. Uh, I think you and I have a good idea who that's going to yeah. be. Um, we'll ultimately let that play out on Saturday. Uh, but I think what we're looking for ultimately from whoever that is is for two Ps. It's poise and positives. You want to have, you want to show that you're inflappable. Mm-hmm. You don't get rattled by the moment or the pressure, and that you have things that you can take away going into next week that you can build off and say, you know, even though it's Akron, or even though it's Louisville, even though it's Western Kentucky, whoever you know, whoever it is on the schedule, Indiana State. Indiana uh, State. You know, Indiana we have State. the confidence to go out there and execute with that guy. Um, so really, what that's building off of is no turnovers. You want to make sure that if Ohio state ultimately wins the game, it's not because you're making it easy on them by giving them short fields. You want to make it because they had to overcome, you know, 80 yards, 75 yard drives and to score touchdowns, not because they were given the ball in a quarterback strip sack inside the 15. And, you know, they're they're scoring 15 yard touchdowns all day long. So that's what I think is going to be a huge point of this game is no turnovers and that starts with poise and that starts with building positive momentum at the quarterback position week one. Yeah, no right. matter who no matter who it is, of course.
1: So um yeah, you left me the low hanging fruit. That was actually my first choice too. But um I'm gonna go with Jalen Lucas. I mean, if if you want to talk about elite talent on this team, he's he's gotta be it. Um, especially on the offensive side or or somebody that's going to make a play with his feet, whether it be on special teams, probably through the offense as well. um, I think he's got to make one to three chunk plays. And one of those one to three chunk plays has to be a touchdown. I mean, when I'm talking chunk plays, I'm talking 20, 30 yard plays. And they've got to be dynamic game-changing, drive-altering plays, and I think that that's something that he can do for sure.
0: Uh, Yeah, so I just want to piggyback off of that point to introduce my point is uh, with Jalen Lucas, one of the big things is when you see him on scouting reports when you're looking at NFL Combine, when you're looking at the NFL draft, you want to see him having those explosive plays against Ohio State because that means more than that explosive play being against Akron, and that's going to be my pivot point into being my defensive player is Andre Carter. Uh, he wanted to play big, he he wanted to to play big boy football. Well, here it is. Welcome to big boy football pros versus pros. Matchups are often what scouts look at. Scouts look at the most. So you have inexperienced quarterbacks who could be turnover prone. So a weak side pass rush should be a big fear for Ohio state quarterbacks. I don't know if he gets to them, but this is the game where you want to come out there and show that you belong and start putting your name on the map. Uh, for potential NFL futures. Yeah,
1: I'll, uh, that was my number one. I said that, and I'll tell you a little story here, a daydream story here in just a second. But I'm going to go with the guy opposite of him. I'm going to go with who should start again. We have not, we'll get into the too deep and all this other stuff here in just a minute and whenever we get into the questions. But uh, I'm going to go with Linnell Carr um, on the other defensive end, on the other side. Um, I think that w- if you can expose... One area, or what you should be able to expose, or if there is what on paper looks like a weakness outside of the quarterback position for Ohio State, it is both tackles. Both tackles, as well as the quarterback, will be starting their first game on Saturday. Um, So if you're going to, you've got two experienced defensive ends. One of them, who I think is elite as far as a pass rusher goes in the country. I think he makes a huge play on Saturday. I think it's early. I'm not going to say that that IU's going to win the game. We've already done the preview on that. I've got the scores right here in front of me. I think he makes a huge play, sets a tone. I think he's a menace all season, but I think he's a menace especially against a big program day one with IU. So anything else you want to add on that before we move on? Nope. Here's the part where you guys need Patreon. Because what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about Monon Track Club. And Monon Track Club, it's Indiana's running brand. They're built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. I'm pausing just for a second because I know that they hit the 30-second thing. Hold on. Wait a second. They hit the 30-second again. Now they're too far. Now they're backed up. They hit it. Okay. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies as a thank you to our listeners. They're offering 10% off your order. Use promo code leo 10 at checkout. Buy $100 worth of stuff with that promo code. I'll give you a shirt. Seth and Brandon are real mad about that, but just do that. I'll give you a shirt. And guess what? Garrett, owner of Monon Track Club, getting married Sunday. Sunday wedding, you might be thinking, man, Sunday wedding, what a jack, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Holiday weekend, holiday weekend. It's a it's Saturday number two, Seth. Saturday number two, and it starts early, 1030 in the morning. We're getting out there for the brunch. Let's go. As if we didn't get drunk enough with him two weekends ago, we have to do it again on one day. Smash it all into a Sunday on the Lord's day. We take him down and he gets married. Go ahead and support him. You don't have to check out his. Uh, what do they call that? Registry. Just buy some stuff from him. Give him some money that way. Do that with Leo. Ten at checkout. Hold um, on. All right, back to the show.
0: There's yeah, no way they skip. First that of whole all, thing. all right, go ahead. We made him listen to the episode last week, and he said we were spot on with as far as runners culture. Um, so I feel totally <laughs> secure. I thought we were going to get maybe some blowback on that, and then oh, no, we got blowback immediately because he didn't <laughs> listen. We clicked, I click baited him and, and he then he click. also uh, <laughs> if you look on the schedule for Saturday and Sunday there are fun runs that we are not a part of so oh, um, fun well we could have been but we don't or find is it Sunday and Monday maybe so we'll see how fun. that goes I don't know I know is.
1: God Monday could you imagine
0: it's culture out man. here I'm
1: mad at my kid's t-ball coach because he's like you know we usually practice on Mondays and Monday's a holiday but Yeah, we're going to still practice. I'm like, my kid's not coming.
0: It's a holiday.
1: So it doesn't matter. It is a holiday. Thank you for laboring, whoever we're celebrating during this holiday. Okay. We're the laborers. No brandos, randos. Yes. Oh, we are. (laughs) Yes. It's for us. It's for us. Um, Should we do Seth's I got one. Yeah, I got one. Let's empty it out. All right, let's get All right, this, out, so of this get out of the way. So this is the hypothetical.
0: Uh I know I know Purdue's actually the toughest game of the season. So uh, you know, we'll just have to have to believe Obviously. me on this one. We'll have to make believe. Would you mm-hmm. rather have your toughest mm-hmm. game first so that it makes the rest of the game seem a little bit easier by comparison, or play your toughest game last so you have a season momentum experience behind you? Oh man. Is this I? This is fan you. This is you. That's judging this, this is... or
1: is this just me? I would rather get this out of the way. I've said this. I don't even know how many times, Seth. I think you know. I think this is the best time to catch them with a new quarterback. Uh, I, you know, that's that's a huge, huge piece in football. It doesn't matter if you're going to run the ball down our throat 50 times. To have a new quarterback back there receiving snaps, cadence. All this stuff. First game of the season, you know they're they're going to try to wear them in. This is the time to get them. Get the toughest game now. Get it out of the way. You've got a cupcake next week at home again, Friday under the lights. I think this is the best way to do it. Especially, even if we get smashed in a little bit, I think a good bounce back game the next week. That game's off your schedule. You know how many how many times has this game come up on the schedule the last twenty seven years? Seth, this game has come up on the schedule maybe the last twenty some odd years. Come up on the schedule. We're already putting an L down. L. Give me an L. Give me an L on Ohio State. We're going go to uh, we're gonna go. We're going to go eleven and one, but we're going to lose to Ohio State. Mm. Right. Every single year, there's Ohio State L. Ohio State L. Might as well get it out of the way now, right? You know, catch them when they haven't played yet. Catch them when they haven't gelled. Hopefully. And get it, get it out of the way. So I can only speak from experience.
0: We'd always play our toughest game was first season, uh, first game of the season in high school. And the first game of the season, And sometimes they'd, they'd spank us a little bit. Um, But, and we, you know, you'd come into that game off a summer practice. You'd kind of be, you know, smelling your own farts a little bit. Think you were, you know, think you were pretty good. Uh, And they'd come in and smack us around. Um, And then it made you kind of reset. You know, it made you refocus on, you know, you know, we, maybe we suck. And you kind of have to prove something to yourselves and, and build a, you know, build from a new starting point. Um, and so we ended up, you know, thankfully in a lot of those seasons progressing further. Um, but you know, it's it's a way of really you know challenging who you are and then uh, setting a bar of, of what you have to rise to uh, over the course of the season. So just be interesting either way. But I definitely think it's a it's a great way to test your metal and to uh, you know establish what a what a winning team needs uh, to be uh, over the course of the season. Yeah. Sorry. He got choked up <laughs> thinking about how
1: bad he got beat in those first games <laughs> up in Valpo. So he, he, Penn was, tough, what he man. was trying to say, uh, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think nobles used to play like um, they'd play like that. It wasn't even like an official game. It was just like a jamboree. Right. And that what did you guys call it a jamboree? Like that kind of like first exhibition game. Did you guys not do not like really. an exhibition game?
0: I mean, yeah, we one? we did a scrimmage, so we, would do we one. did like a Friday night scrimmage against like well, it would uh, be like a scrimmage, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 but it would ours would be against like Ben yeah. Davis and it would be real bad, like real, real bad. And then we'd go in against like Anderson Highland and be like, oh, these guys aren't quite as good as that last team that just beat the living crap out of us. So, yeah, there you go. Sorry for all the Anderson Highland alums that are listening to the to the podcast. Uh, God bless your city. Um, so let's get back. Let's go back into uh, what should have been Brando's Randos. But basically, it's just me. Uh, two things that I'm real upset about, especially on IU football social media. One, let's talk about the temporary south end zone suites, Seth. <laughs> And the incredible backlash that's happening from these people that don't understand two things. One, they're temporary. They are temporary suites. There are people that have paid for these suites that are being put into the south end zone on the field level at some so point. So
0: all I can say right? is the Purdue fans that, that have been sharing some fun and interesting memes with me think it's hilarious. I'll, I'll just say they think they think it's kind of puny. Yeah.
1: They Rent think it's free, kind of baby. puny.
0: Rent They're like, oh, free. when you get real fans, you can get real sweets. that kind of stuff. Okay, let me explain
1: some things to people. I'm just stirring the pot, one, baby. that is one of the, I, I understand, but one, that is one of the very few shaded places in that <laughs> entire stadium, and I would pay, I don't Preach. even know how much money, especially this Saturday, <laughs> to sit there, right? Two, there are suites in Memorial Stadium, believe it or not, already there. There are some in the north end zone, those red seats that you don't see very many people sitting in because they're exposed in the sun. They're inside that beautiful building that they put in the north end zone, eating food and getting drunk in there. There's another one in the south end zone. If you see those red seats in the south end zone, not very big, not a very big section right above where it says Memorial Stadium. Those are suites, not the standing room, which is a very expensive ticket up there as well. The section right underneath. Those are sweets. I don't want to hear that. Oh, if you guys actually had real suites in your stadium, we have had suites and had suites for look years how in that getting. stadium. These that, are This is why we suites. say it. <laughs> I'm just saying, stop being stupid. And I'm not even talking about, I'm not even talking to Purdue people. I'm talking to, Seth, this is happening within the fan base about how embarrassing this is. These seats look so uncomfortable. Don't sit in the effing seats. You guys aren't even going to the game, and you can't afford to sit there anyway. Oh, my goodness. So shut up. It's all right. shut up. Knock it off. Those are beautiful. I'd sit there all day long. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, let's move on. Kicker quarterback decision. <laughs> IU is getting murdered about Tom Allen just saying, somebody asking about the kicking situation in the press conference, him answering the question honestly, we haven't named a kicker, which apparently they have. Uh,
0: Sean Ratcher like, gave us the silent um, nod, it's good. so we we know who it is. Well, he gave us the he gave
1: us the he's not really on mm-hmm. the team yet, but he'll be there at some point, and that's who they've named. Okay, that that part of it is so irrelevant. And just one tweet from a guy that we love. I do. I love him. But sometimes you got to keep some of these tweets to yourself because it's going to blow into something. I get you. You want to get the follows. You want to get the retweets. Just knock that shit off. Just stop doing that. That just does nothing but make us look bad. And that's what it did. Okay, I get it. Two, the quarterback thing and not releasing a too deep publicly before the game. Is no. that a big deal, Seth? Because let me explain let me explain to you some other programs that have not and have publicly said we are not naming a starting quarterback until the day of the game in front of the public. Okay. You ready? You ever heard of these Mm-mm. schools? Alabama. Mm. Penn State.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Michigan
1: State. Those are just three that I know off the top of my head, right? And who cares who Michigan State's starting, right? But none of those teams are getting near the backlash that I use getting for this, and it's mind blowing. And why would you release a two deep? Who cares? The team knows who's on the two deep. That's all that matters. The coaches knows who's who's on the two deep. Why would we want to tell Ohio State who's on the two? Yeah. Deep? Why would this, we even want to tell them? And we have to tell them two hours before the game starts anyway. Well, yeah. So I mean, matter.
0: this is the whole ridiculousness of this is is is. You're right. Is certain teams aren't getting any blowback for it. I use just easy team to kind of bully up on. So it's uh
1: a hundred percent. But it's our own fans. But I that assure are doing this you too.
0: there is an internal two deep, maybe even an internal three deep. These exist. Everybody knows where they stand. And yes, they may have Uh, three people listed as starter with oars next to them. You know, they have kind of the goofy ways of putting it all on there to make it inclusive for all the people to show there's an open competition, but everybody knows exactly where they stand. They know if they're a rotational player. They know if they're a standalone player. They know if they're uh, you know, the third guy on the punt return squad, they know exactly where they are. There are a few pieces that are probably coming down to the last or sorry, a few races that are coming down to the very last few days. But that's probably, you know, but it's an open competition. You want that feeling, but there's probably only a couple that are really up for grabs. Yeah, 100 percent. And it's just so
1: dumb, but I think you said it. I think it's just very easy to be like, oh, look at IU. Can't pick a kicker, can't yeah. do this, you know what I mean? And just yeah. just so dumb. So, um, and that gets us right into the questions. And you know, at Indiana Edits, who's a good follow, if you want to follow him for some some honestly, some good <laughs> edited images, as well as some really good football stuff. Um, he asked, if you were the head coach, would you name a starting quarterback publicly or release a depth chart? We've already answered that. Our thoughts on the matter, we've already done that. But he also asked another question. We'll go ahead and get right to it. Where will I be tailgating? Or uh, he's asked, where will we be tailgating? But it's lot two, south of Memorial Stadium. I'll have an LEO podcast. It's a black flag. I'll also have a, I'm assuming I'll just fly an IU flag um, instead of the the traditional Arsenal flag that I fly. We'll put up a, a red script Indiana flag as well as a black leo podcast flag with the new logo on it um i'm trying to think of the canopy we'll probably have an iu canopy as well with uh whatever you call that uh, a shield or whatever with memorial stadium on it so come over everybody's welcome to come over unless you're an ohio state fan to come over and have a beer have a shot um if you're an ohio state fan and you're not a complete jackass come on over that's fine but if you come over and try to spell a four letter word in my face as if it's some sort of an impressive thing that my four and a half year old upstairs that's asleep right now can't do himself, then you're not welcome at my tailgate. So, or in my stadium, but you guys somehow infiltrate that stuff anyway. So, um, and then on the same subject, Darren E, our boy Darren at Darren E464282 on Twitter, is fireball the only shots you guys do at the tailgate? He did take a fireball shot with us. Last year, and no, it's not. You were offered two different drinks, sir. You were offered a, a fireball shot, or I think it was a crown. I want to say it was some sort of crown, crown <laughs> vanilla, or something. And you chose the former. So, no, we will have, uh, uh I, I wouldn't say a decent um, selection, but we'll have some, well, some different stuff. And if you don't want to take a shot, just come over, grab a beer. Uh, you know, you can sit down if you want and do whatever. Um, yeah, we'll just go from there. Seth, can you uh, you get to, you yeah. get the next question? All right, this is from question. Drew
0: Bru- Drew Butler at dbutler three eight five six. He says, "What oh, you, did you you force this on me? This is awful." I didn't mean to. No,
1: no, no. I just wanted you to read okay. one towards the end. I wanted you to be the one that read the last one. I didn't. What mean is the perfect storm
0: like that gives IU the upset victory? Yes, I know it's probably not going to happen, but I want hope.
1: I think it's what we've already talked about. I think it is it is controlling the ball on offense. It's forcing takeaways on defense. And it I I, I think it has to be the per, I think it's the a perfect question. It has to be those two things, as well as a special teams score or a defensive score. Uh I think those three things have to happen for IU to be there. You know what's funny, though, Seth? Let me let me just go on just a, a little bit of a side rant, and then you can have it. We've had some bad teams, Seth. Xander Diamond almost beat Ohio State. A very good Ohio State. I think a three-deep quarterback national championship Ohio State team with Ezekiel Elliott on the team. I, uh, why can't this team do it, right? But I think you have to have those three things. Here are what my else?
0: three things. Uh Plus two turnovers, and and I agree it needs to be a okay. special teams or a defensive touchdown. Uh, two hundred yards rushing.
1: Okay, that's a lot of oh. rushing yards.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Those are my three. Those are my three things: a that's defensive, a I mean, special teams, defensive touchdown. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Plus two on the turnovers, and two hundred yards rushing.
1: You had a long pause. Were you emotional? No, I lost open? track of this <laughs> thing at, at point?
0: <laughs> where my third one came from. <laughs> I was like, oh, I already said it all. That's why it's three. Yeah.
1: There you go. Um, okay. So my next, our next question is from uh, Shane Fisher. He's at DS Fisher 33 at Twitter. This is a tough one. I'm kind of doing this research right now. And I hate the first one that I pulled up. But the question is, if you could switch schedules with one other Big Ten team.
0: Are we doing all Big
1: Ten or just in East? the first? OK, all Big Ten. So the first two that I went to, it has to go
0: straight to the West, right?
1: Rutgers okay. and Northwestern. Right. But I think we have to go straight West. Nebraska, I'm going to pull up their schedule and I'm going to pull up Minnesota's
0: schedule because I feel like they both probably have like cake. one week power five game
1: they've got well they've got okay oh this is last year why am i on last year's schedule come on big 10.com big 10.org okay here we go dude they do have a tough one minnesota has that's to go to one. north yep. carolina and then nebraska do they yeah play that's colorado the they yep. do they're at colorado so it can't be either one of those teams Purdue's, Purdue's got a kind of a sneaky tough what about illinois What's Illinois got going on here? Illinois got Virginia, dude. It's got to be Illinois. It has to be.
0: Yeah, I right? wouldn't be mad about Illinois. Let me, let me see.
1: Yeah, they've got they've got. Uh, what do we got here? Twenty twenty. is this, is this right? They haven't played Toledo already, no. have they? That was last year, dude. The Big Ten. The Big Ten Seth has Toledo. Them beating Toledo ten to seven already with a nine two 2023 Go ahead, guys, take the under. They have they've already they've I'll I'll share the screen with Seth right now. Big 10org Illinois football schedule for twenty twenty three, Toledo in Champaign. They have a W. They to have seven.
0: Toledo, Kansas, and Florida Atlantic as their non conference. They have your, Penn yes, State, and their crossovers, Maryland. Around. And IU IU and Maryland.
1: It's tough still.
0: Uh, No, I'd take that one.
1: That's tough still, man. I would take it too. What about Iowa? Iowa, Iowa's got Iowa State. Iowa State's their only tough
0: one. You know that's going to
1: happen. Is Nevada still on their schedule? Nope. Utah State, Western Michigan, crossover games, Penn State, Michigan State, Rutgers. Dude, Iowa. I'm taking Iowa's schedule. They have to go to Penn State, to Iowa State. Yeah, Penn State's their toughest game. Yep. That's it. That's it. They may they may win 11 right. games looking at their schedule. Just quick looking at their schedule. I think nope, Iowa. that's it. Go ahead. Well, I mean, what, oh. you've
0: got the next question. Sorry, this one's from at Amanda Pavelka three. And this is what makes a successful 2023 IU football season?
1: I think a bowl game. I think some people already answered that on, and we've answered it on the pod. Right. I, I don't care what the record is. It's got to be six and six minimum. Successful. You know, we answered this last week with the Purdue, with the Purdue preview. I think even if five and seven happens, five and seven with two trophies, I would, I would say is just right at the edge of being successful. Five and seven, competitive in big games, two trophies going home. I would say that's successful enough. But I think for me personally, yeah, I, I
0: think you're spot on. I think five and seven, you can sell progress. Uh, I think six and six is exactly where you need to be to sell the trajectory of the program, especially with a what you would assume to be a, a redshirt sophomore quarterback coming back. That's a program you can sell to recruits and get people excited about. Um, so I definitely think that six and six with a bowl game is exactly where you want to be. I think five and seven with showing signs of progress is something you can also sell um but you know just not quite as flashy as a bowl season i think four and eight is kind of the uh you know kind of the bare minimum so to speak um so that that's really where you want to be as you know in that four to six win uh ballpark i know you I don't, don't want i'm just four i've said that
1: i think five and seven i'm just saying as far
0: as maintaining uh momentum you definitely want to be at, I think six is exactly where you want to be. I think it's attainable. Yeah,
1: I think creating any sort of momentum is going to be four, but one of those four has to yeah, be a big of course. win. Yeah, I think, I think that's got to be, I think that's got to be a bucket, or it's got to be a Louisville, or, or it's got to be somewhere where we're not probably favorite or ranked win. Um, I think that's got to be a big one. Can you guys even um, storm
0: the field? I was looking at the man, I got co- oh, the stadium.
1: It's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough from where I'm at. It'll be one of the watch shot situations. I don't mean to be that guy. I was there when it happened, but I was in section B. And it, I don't know if as the way assembly hall is, you know, it goes up on the side. Section B is kind of like on that side where it's, I couldn't jump straight down. I couldn't, you know, trample Dick Vitale or anything on my way down. I don't, I don't think I could do, I think if it, I mean, if it happens, And I got enough upwind flowing through my veins. I just think that
0: IU needs that win that has like that moment that gets the fans, gets the students excited. Um, And I just feel like the stadium doesn't really allow for that very well.
1: It does. It does. it, It does. If you, I mean, from where we sit, if you make one section over. I think you gain an additional like five rows down closer. Okay. And that's an easy jump down. Oh. That's
0: a few. Feet that's what down. I think the program think needs. Fun. They need that splash. Oh god, I did it. I fell for it. They need that marquee moment that splash. can go viral.
1: There you go. Um a next one on the list is from our boy Colorado Krugel at Colorado K zero four on Twitter. I don't know if it's a zero or if that's an O to guard for like the O with the slash through it. I don't know. Don't um, big boy soccer, Norwegian. me. Uh, what, right? What group? This is an easy one. Quick one. What group has the most impact this year? Receivers or it's not easy. Receivers or running backs. Which group? Tons of depth, by the way, in both
0: both rooms, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that it's again, it's whether you go splash or function it, It's do you want the guy who are going to, you know, be the steady hand? Where do you put Jalen Lucas in that? Well, he's room? a splash. He's the running back I mean, room. so right. I don't know. Um, he's okay. a splash guy. Splash. Um, yeah, I, that's a tough one. Cause he definitely bridges both of them, but, um, I think it's going to be the running backs because they're the ones who have to first down and third down, get things done. And I really think that their versatility is going to be mm-hmm. key. Um, I think they have the depth to, to be a successful unit. I think that I think the receivers can too, but I, I just think that they're going to be more in the big 10. It tends to be more running back offensive line focus. So I think we, we've had this circular conversation before. Uh, give me running backs over receivers, you know, probably nine times out of 10.
1: I think that the receiver room is incredibly good. I really do. I think it's very deep. I think Omar Cooper is so like, He's incredibly talented, For sure. but is so far down the pecking list. Like he's, this is one of the deepest, I think. And I'm not going to say overly talented because we've had some very good receivers, but a very deep receiver room where Donovan McCauley may be like the uh-huh. fourth receiver. And he is, he looks incredible, by the way, incredible in the, some of the highlights that we've seen. So, um, I'm going to go back real quick to the running backs and then we'll move on to your question. But the running back room, I read some stuff. Do not be surprised if you don't see the red shirt sophomores make the field a lot. And when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about David Hallwell and um, Trent Howland. A lot of them out there on the field this season. So uh,
0: again, Seth, I feel like I've been one? set up.
1: I didn't do this as on a purpose. Purdue I just read his name. I'm sorry. I just Bears want fan, you to read the last one.
0: You gave me Green Bay Hoosier. At GB underscore Hoosier. (laughs) How does I use secondary perform? Will they be able to stop the big play? Uh
1: I think they perform okay and no. Yeah, I think those are two separate questions. I I think that this game Yeah, I I do think that this game is um there there will be one or two or more huge plays in this game. And they don't all have to come against our secondary. I'm just saying overall, I think just naturally the way that these games go, that there's going to be splash plays. Sorry to keep saying splashing in. But um, I think that there's going to be some big time plays. And there's they're, they're wide receivers. You can't hold them.
0: Back. I think you, just- you can sell me a game where they gave up 49 points and I can still be convinced that the cornerbacks played better than expected. Uh, I think that this is a matchup where, you know, they can give up 200 yard receiving games and still it's like, well, I mean, that wasn't that bad, (laughs) you know, we've done it. no no. so so i'm not not too worried about what the stats look like or what the score looks like again it's the same way it was how i mentioned the quarterback position it's i want to see young players showing poise and finding things they can build up off of you know maybe they get a deflection maybe they get an interception maybe they get something that they can say oh hey when i made that read i reacted in this way and it and this was the ultimate result uh, and I can hang my head on. So that's what I think that we're looking for is guys who are showing flashes, who aren't scared of going up against top fight receivers and who are then willing to hold their own next week against, you know, the Akron's, the Louisville's, the, you know, whoever's, um, I think that's what you're looking for is who's able to hold their own and who doesn't get scared of the moment. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, good, good answer. Good answer. So the next one uh, is from Hoosier hype man. He's all over Twitter for IUFB. It's at IUFB underscore hype underscore man. I can't imagine that that entire without the underscores <laughs> was already taken, but you do you. We love you guys. Thank you for following. Thank you for doing all the retweeting that you do. You're a major follow for us. He asked oh uh, 67 questions. In one tweet. Right, let's do this one um, at a time. Yeah, let's do them you one you at a time. Are you looking at it? I'll let you. No, 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 Sure. Are you want to do all of them? Some of them are this yes and no. Long... Okay. How many touches does, how many touches does J? I uh, I say get? 12. Yeah, I'm with you. How many yards uh, a game can you see him getting?
0: With 12, I'd expect 60 all... and probably um, I'd say 50 yards of returning as well.
1: So over a hundred yards, all purpose. That's what I was going to say. Does Josh Henderson hit the question? I asked him about him over five yards per carry this year. Improved offensive line from what we've heard.
0: He's done it before. It's tough, man. I think it was with like seven carries. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think he gets really close. I think anything over four and a half is a hell of a projection. Um, so I don't know if he gets to five, but I think if he's over 4.7, 4.8, that's probably a, Oh God, I'm going to get nerdy here and give you a win above replacement of like a one game. That's a one game over probably projection. If he is at, you know, 4.8 yards per game.
1: So he only ran the ball 90 Mm -hmm. times last year. So if we double it. And give him five yards of carry, he's nearly a 1,000 yards uh, rushing the football. And that stacked backfield, I hope so. I'd, we I'd like him. to see him at about we 150, 170
0: him. carries.
1: Yeah, you got to understand, he's got Turner back there. He's got the two mm-hmm. guys back there. He's got Lucas. I, it's going to be a well, stacked He's
0: going to have to earn them, that's for sure.
1: Um, how many points can we put up? How many points can we put up against Ohio State? I've talked about Xander Diamant scoring, I think, 40 points against this team twice, I think. Man, I, how many can we put up? I mean, we can put up somewhere in the low 30s. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to pinpoint that. We've done our predictions. If you want the predictions, again, real quick, We'll do them at the end of the pod. I think to feel good about
0: yourself, pod. you need to put double digits up. And I think, you're, I think, I think your max is 20. I think that's probably the max points you guys can put on the board.
1: So you're talking, I mean, over under is Well, 60. they're saying that's 45 15. So you're is, 40, is, if 40, you're saying 20.
0: it's minus 30 and the over under is 60, it. that's 45 15. So
1: I understand. I just, I I mean, I've already put, I put money on I'm, it. I know you did.
0: Out Draft Kings, 30. thanks you. Against, against <laughs> it, against it.
1: Um, Yeah, they can take my thing I put $5 on it. So go ahead. Uh, can we pressure the quarterback without blitzing? We've already answered that question. I Yes, I think so. I think that they're inexperienced offensive tackles versus two very experienced, very, very high level. One of them coming from a power five school, the other one coming from a group of five school, but an incredible athlete. Should be able to to get pressure. Uh, you agree? I would think so. I'm not saying, but every certainly more time, than last do you year. Think that you're going to have to see some. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I definitely think up the middle too. I think Philip Beliti or Beliti. I I really wish I knew how to say his last name perfectly. Um, I think he's a big, big addition to that defensive line. I think he's going to make a huge difference and, and at least take up one or two. Hopefully, two Every time of those offensive linemen. So, uh, and is our D line better than our linebackers? That's actually kind of a tricky question. I don't know. I think they're. I want to. What's he deeper? I think the overall talent is deeper,
0: right? I think there's more pieces.
1: I don't know, dude. Because you got Brandon Jennings, that's who started last year. Who's not? Who may not see the field nearly as much as he did last year. Because there's solid studs starting in
0: there. It's a good problem to have.
1: I. That's a tough question. It is. A, it is a good question. A, go, a good problem to have. Good thousand questions. Thank you very much for your follows and, and your retweets. Keep them up. All right. You've got a silly one. Oh, I no, no, no. Before we get to the silly one, real quick, we had a, a late one from Justin Zirkle. It's at Justin underscore Zirkle on Twitter. He's so excited. So many questions. He's so. And we just read all of them except for one. Uh, coach, Bo- coach, Bob's impact more on the running game or pass protection.
0: Uh, I don't think that matters. I think that's a, that's a BS question. I think the answer is more the attitude. I think what coach Bob brings. And if you listen, I think he, the, means sorry. That sorry nice yeah, way. I meant that in a nice way. Yeah. Uh, I think what, what Mike said, uh, last week when I talked to him or earlier this week, when I talked to him, um, is that he has brought an attitude with him. Um, it's, it's apparent in the film room, it's apparent on the practice field, uh, and it's apparent in the way that he goes about living his life. It's an attitude. And I think that's what a lot has been missing from IU teams in the past of offensive linemen is there hasn't been that edge. There hasn't been that ruggedness. There hasn't been that battle tested mentality. And Bob has been in the trenches with some great Wisconsin offensive lines, created some great running games with them as he was their coordinator for their run games. He has pro experience. We talked about the Titans and the Bucks. This is a guy who brings an arrogance about him in a good way about this is how offensive linemen play. And this is the expectation we have. And so there can't be anything but positives coming from that.
1: Love it. He asked a a kind of a a second question and you don't have to answer it, but he said, could we see IU turn into more of a, a run first style offense? I think we saw it. I think we saw it when, when Walt Bell had a quarterback that he wanted a quarterback that fit his system. Do I think it'll be as run first as what it was with Dexie? No, I just don't think that I love Dexie love him. I think we'll see him a lot this year. Uh, I don't think that he is a pass first quarterback. I think he's an incredible athlete, uh, that needs to have his, his legs do the talking. And, uh, I do think we'll run the ball a lot. I think we'll see some more passing than what we saw with Dexie though.
0: Um, all right, go ahead. All right. Th- this one's Last from our question. buddy, Booge, uh, at J Booge 24, um, thanks again for this one uh would you rather fight 100 duck-sized tom allens or one horse-sized tom allen
1: i i have i have like one follow-up question to that like are all 100 duck-sized tom allens of there course. at once it's
0: it's not okay. like a, a kung fu movie where they come at you one at a time either like these ducks are smart enough to like hoard and flock on top of you.
1: A horse size? I mean,
0: damn dude! I hate tough. geese. Okay. I,
1: I, I think the smaller. I think the duck. I mean, a duck is not nearly the size. But of they a still cage. have the same like aggressive. Give me the, I'll take the ducks, man. I feel like you can kick a duck. Damn, a horse, horse will kick you bro. in a second. Oh, a horse will rearrange your it. face. A horse will rearrange more than your fate. It'll rearrange your entire groin. Is what it'll do, and that's the part I'm worried about. The ducks, that's that's death by a thousand, a thousand nips. I guess um, nips isn't like yeah, like we, tiny bites. We got it.
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't want it to. I think there's a fighting else. chance against a duck. I think I think a horse wins every time, unless you have like a spear or something. They didn't.
1: Well, yeah. There's just so many side questions we could have to this. Like, are, what are we fighting? I don't know.
0: With? I assume it's. I assume it's Do our bare hands. and that's why. That's why I think I have a better chance against ducks.
1: You know, if he didn't, he wasn't like a Purdue person. Although, if you look at his Twitter right, account, all right, he does have Tom Coverdale spinning a basketball as his profile picture. The man, the myth, the legend, the Noblesville Miller, Mister Basketball, nineteen ninety eight, Tom Coverdale. That's
0: that's community pride. That's not Uh, great. Question. Great question. He. That's whatever. Okay. Let's get into it.
1: We're going to wrap up here in just a second. Predictions. We've already done. What was mine? I don't Um, remember it. Seth predicted. Seth has this as a loss. We had him all. All of us have it as a loss. Seth has it. The final score as uh, IU thirteen, Ohio State forty nine. Brandon has it as a loss as 17 to 45. I also have it as a loss 17 to 31, a much closer game than what the other two have. I just don't think that either team is going to be I'm hoping I'm wrong about IU. I really do think that I will be wrong about IU. I just don't think that either team is going to be ready to go um week one high level opponent. So, we'll see what happens. I've seen this game. I've seen this game in person before. I d- I definitely think we'll that there
0: think. is a, a difference. This is one of the probably two or three games in the season that there's a difference in recruiting profiles and scouting reports where they just don't quite match up. So I think that's the you know that's a slight Edge that you have to give Ohio State, and the one other thing that I did notice from last week that's going to be interesting is there is a new timing rule. Um, so there is no clock stoppage after first downs anymore, except for in the last two minutes of the second and the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So scoring should yep. could be down just a little bit as you pay attention to overs and unders moving forward. Just a little bit. Have you seen the stat on how much how much time that saved? Three just- minutes.
1: An average of three of minutes. time is what that or saved. overall game, like the length of the game, it saved an overall average of three minutes.
0: So, from what I read, just beware of that. Um,
1: yeah, I don't have a reference for you. Uh, starting quarterback prediction, Seth. We don't have one from Brandon, but I think I know who it is. Who? Do you, who's starting?
0: Travion
1: Davis. <laughs> That's not his name. <laughs> His name is Taven Jackson. Taven Jackson. Um, Okay, Seth will tweet out. I don't think you need to tweet out the scores. Do you want to tweet out starting quarterback? Can you do that? Yeah, I'll do quarterback. Why don't you just do that? And then also tweet out Bougie's question. Both. Both of them on a poll. We need to know the answers to both of them. Um, Final statements. Do you have anything else you want to add? We're just a smidge over an hour. No, i want um, no yeah
0: i want iu to win this game i i want everyone to be aware of i play I a character some of the time on this but i am rooting for abject chaos there is nothing that would make me happier than in week one ohio state the big the mighty the ohio state buckeyes just get absolutely destroyed in memorial stadium by iu nothing would make me happier let me say that i don't uh, how mad would the basketball oh. fans be, though? Well, Notre you know Dame's I mean? going to win, so it's fine.
1: God, could you imagine? My goodness. Um, well, we all thought that they were going to beat Marshall last year, too, but that didn't turn out too well. Um, okay, moving on. Again, tailgate reminder is going to be in a lot, too. We will tweet out a picture. I will try. From what we've heard, there's improved <laughs> cell phone service out there, so I will do that. I can't wait to get to
0: text us for me at tweet it out. Damn, cell phone still sucks.
1: Right. Yeah, worst case scenario I'll try to send a picture i to um to Seth and oh, Can't he wait can for the green bubbles. Out, um, right? Yeah, that's probably that's probably going to happen. So, um I feel like I was going to say something else, but I don't remember, I got sidetracked. It doesn't matter. Uh it's been fun. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, all of them are at @podcastleo. Check out the website podcastleo.com. And be sure to follow our new partner on all of those platforms. They're at Big Banter Sports for all the latest updates involving our podcast, as well as the other additions added new added weekly, which I don't think they're doing anymore. This is an old one.
0: I'm just reading. We'll have, we'll have one one Washington before. and Oregon, um, USC and UCLA. I'm sure. Yeah, that's have true. I think it is calling cards out. True. And do the long distance. Is, is that still a thing? Calling. cards. I think
1: people that listen to this podcast are probably going to know what calling cards are. I don't. I remember using them, but I think my dad or people mom, even know what long distance calling is, is anymore. Is that the car, do people, I don't
0: know? Is that part of lexicon? That, you used to have to too. pay to call people farther remember. away from you. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> cell phone minutes, uh, all that stuff, dude. I used to get boomers trouble, bro. Um, I know, right. Uh, be sure to download, rate, review, and follow on all of our platforms. If you guys haven't reviewed, you want to review this new intro. So you guys were clamoring for it. I think it's pretty good. I'm excited to show you guys
0: and tell you. I guys need a list of the people it clamoring, please. Um, yeah, I be like the That's one fine. guy
1: that tweeted at us to tell us about it. Uh, join us again for our next episode as we recap the historic victory over <laughs> the Buckeyes. Until then, we love you guys. Elio.